0: What's up, everybody? You are listening to the Enlighten Me podcast, episode number 78. I'm your host, Mackenzie, and I am so glad to have you here today. Before we dive in, I want to take a second to thank a sponsor who is helping to make this show possible. Today's show is made possible by Paper Culture through contemporary design and personalized products paper culture is working to solve the climate crisis one card at a time paper culture provides customers with quality stationary products while keeping the environment in mind everything at paper culture is printed on eco friendly materials like 100 percent post-consumer recycled paper and the brand is carbon neutral by practicing carbon offsetting efforts not only that but paper culture plants a tree for every single order they receive at Paper Culture, they design for a world of trees because they fear for a world without them. Use the link in the show notes to shop Paper Culture today. Okay, friends, join me in welcoming back Kim and Aaliyah for part two of our conversation on environmental racism. They were on last week to tell us about their roots, the business they've started, and explain how sustainability and racial justice intersect with one another. It was such an eye opening episode, and you want to make sure you listen to that first. So go back and listen to part one if you have not done so yet. Today, in part two, we're talking more about environmental racism and really how it led Kim and Aaliyah to start their business, Evergreen Baby. We're discussing things like access and inclusion when it comes to sustainability for communities of color. There are so many things that we discussed today that I truly hadn't considered before and ways that many of us probably don't realize how advantaged we are with the things we take for granted. We're also hearing more about Evergreen Baby's products and some of the things Kim and Aaliyah are loving right now. No matter if you have babies or teens or no kids at all, trust me, you're going to want to check out their shop and all the goodies they have to offer. The links to their marketplace and everything else we referenced today are listed in the show notes, which you can view on the app you're currently using to listen to this show or on my website, heartfelthuppy.com. While you're over there, would you please take a few minutes to rate and review the show? Ratings and reviews help more people to find the show, and they also help two really cool organizations, Water Mission and Young Life, because I donate two bucks of my very own money for every review I receive. I will take a five-star review if you're willing to give one, but I'll take whatever you'll give, and I will still donate those two dollars. It only takes a few minutes to do, so please do that while you're listening, and make sure you subscribe to the show too so that you know when my next episode is available. All right, friends, here is part two of my conversation with the Evergreen Baby All-Star Team, Kim and Aaliyah. Okay, so, I mean, as big of a topic as this is, I think we've done a pretty good job of, like, introducing people to it. And like you said, kind of people need to do their own research, too, but... I just feel like a lot of people aren't aware as to how far like racism extends. And just like when you say like systematic racism, like it's there's just so many factors in it. And like environmental racism is one of those. So I'm really glad that we were able to talk about this and, hopefully help make people more aware of like, okay, here's another way where there's injustice against people of color. Because a lot of times I think, I don't know, I just feel like when we say racism or racial injustice, people are thinking, just automatically think like police brutality. And it's like, well, there's, there's just so much more to it than that. So, So thank you guys both for explaining. But I want to talk more about your business too. So I guess... Well, we talked a little bit about, like, why you wanted to start this business. But I I guess how did, like, kind of your journey of learning about all these things and environmental racism, how did that lead you to want to start your business specifically focusing on black, you know, businesses, black artisans, like people who are making the products that you're selling?
1: Well, I think... As we continue to learn more, you know, we we start to incorporate different things into, you know, our marketing and, and just our business strategy in general. But I yeah. think we've really used um, Instagram as a way to kind of share what we've learned. So a lot of times when we post, you know, our captions will let you know, like, hey, this is a product that's amazing. Here's why. Yeah. Um, and these are the reasons why it's safer for you or this is why it's a better alternative. So I think. For us, it's really, you know, an issue about access, right? So access to the information, but also yeah. a- access to the products. Um, because And those two things have to go hand in hand in order for people to feel empowered to purchase something. Uh-huh. Um, so I think that's been important to us, like making sure that we've curated a collection of products that we stand by, you know, we know these business owners, we have good relationships with them, we know about their products, we touch them, we feel them, but Uh also giving that educational piece behind it, like, hey, this is the reason why you should opt for this versus something else um so i think that's yeah. really important for us and as we continue to grow and learn um we definitely look to you know our instagram page to really educate our consumer base and our audience you know about the things that we're learning about but also about you know the things in our shop just the things that are happening you know in the world
2: mm-hmm. yeah we, we thought it was really important in thinking about who we're targeting, or not even who we're targeting, what we're choosing to offer, I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, we know it's very niche to have products that are eco-friendly and Black-owned, mm-hmm. but like we, I think this entire podcast has covered environmentalism and social justice or and or racism, like they go hand in hand, and I think that's exactly what led us to start this business and also to, to make it as niche as it was so that it's clear. And, and I, I'm just noticing as we're talking, how intricately linked both things are for us. You know, mm-hmm. we love, we love our community. We, we do. And at the same time, you know, we're realizing that we're also, it's, it's a collective thing. We're all part of this environment and, as much as we statistics show that we are disproportionately affected at the end of the day, like children are marginalized. Like they are at the margins because they can't speak for themselves, right? They can't do for themselves and they Mm -hmm. depend on us as adults to sustain them. Like I said earlier. And so we should be doing right by them and right by this planet. Like we're, we're borrowing this planet. Mm-hmm. And we need to leave it in a better condition so that our children can survive off of it. So sustainability is about keeping things going and allowing things to continue after you're gone. But we're such a we're we're such a selfish society and like world like in, in making these unethical decisions to to utilize these toxins like when it comes to products that we're making and also just the decisions that we're that we're doing to the earth you know because mm-hmm. it, it it can it's convenient it's easy you know uh, it, it yields mass results mm-hmm. you know that that benefit us yeah so it's all that to say i think i think that it being black owned is specific to our community but it being in imbi- the products it being the products being environmentally uh, safe and conscious, it's its a larger conversation. And it's, a, you know, an inclusive choice as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And both of you used words like access and inclusivity. And, and I was wondering, and I'm not trying to assume here, so tell me if I'm wrong, but I was wondering if you feel like the conversation around sustainability and living with less toxins and those kinds of things. Do you feel like that's a lesser known thing in communities of color than maybe in like, you know, the majority culture? And I say that knowing like, even I don't feel like the majority of people even really think (laughs) about these things, like as much as I would like them to, but I was wondering if you felt like in communities of color specifically, if that's even maybe like less known about the dangers of you know not using like safer products or toxin free or whatever that kind of stuff
2: i think that's a good question the way i would approach it is that it's not always easy being green Uh it's not easy being green when you're poor yeah right you're you you're busy trying to meet your basic needs period And the reality is that they're not always as affordable, especially if they're not being mass produced. It's not easy being green when you're Black. You mentioned, Mackenzie, Mm -hmm. uh, systemic racism and all the layers that it's comprised of. And so some simply not to focus on it. The burden and the layers are just too vast and too heavy. And then finally, I would say that it's not always easy to choose a lifestyle when you don't see yourself represented. Yeah, And it doesn't always resonate. So we're trying to do a better job at that. We're trying to make it so that they see themselves in the products. They see that the products are being sold by people who look like them. They're being used by people who look like them. You know, we're all collectively trying to do better in making more conscious decisions daily. We're not Mm -hmm. sustainability gurus. By any means, we fall short and we are definitely. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm at the middle or end of the journey. I feel like I'm yeah. in between the beginning and the middle. So there's a long way to go towards it. So we're just trying to normalize it and uh-huh. make it more accessible in those ways. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think also we have to think about, you know, what products are being marketed to our communities. You know, if you look at what's in, you know, the news Uh and the commercials and things like that, it's not the sustainable options. It's, oh, get this right now. It's on sale for twenty nine ninety nine. or, you know, it's what's in your neighborhood. What is there and what's being offered to you? And a lot of times those more sustainable options just aren't there. So I think, you know, if you're not used to seeing something, how can you know that it's even an option for you? Um, so I think that's, you know, why we're really big on providing that educational component, because the more that you see that there are better and different options, the more empowered you are to make that decision. Um, so, you know, we want people to learn more about us and learn more about all companies that are providing safe options, particularly those that are Mm Black-owned, just because, you know, it feels nice to buy something from your community. A lot of times if you, you know, purchase something from somebody that looks like you, you're already a little bit more invested and you trust it a little bit more. So we're hoping that, you know, as our business grows, people learn to trust us, not as, you know, experts, but, you know, as two moms that are passionate about eco-friendly living, supporting black owned businesses, um, and just really kind of helping people along their sustainability journey. Because, you know, as we said before, it's a journey, it's not an all or nothing thing. And, you know, throughout your life, the hope is that you get closer and closer to living more sustainably. But we definitely want to start with providing the information and providing access to safer options.
0: Yeah, totally. No, that makes sense. Thanks for explaining. Tell us a little bit about your products and like what types of things would people find when they look at your website? And also what values are you looking for outside of being black owned from brands to kind of make them have them fit in the eco friendly, safe qualifications that you're looking for?
1: Yeah, so I think everything that we're carrying in our shop now, we've, you know, done research when we first started the business. We just did a lot of research about who was out there who had eco-friendly options. And, you know, the truth of the matter is not every company that we feature in our shop, everything that they sell on their websites may not be eco-friendly, but we've taken a discerning eye and, you know, really curating the collection that we host on our marketplace. So, We've, you know, looked into these options and made sure that they're safe. Uh But on our website, you know, we have several different categories. So we have essentials, you know, and that has silicone bibs, bowls, pacifiers, some snack cups. Um, Uh We also have wooden and silicone teethers and rattles and some swaddles. Apparel, we have signature onesies and our joggers, as well as rompers and tees. And those are typically made from 100% ring-spun cotton um we have a home goods section which is great for everybody um a lot of our friends aren't yet parents or they they're not you know in close contact with anybody having babies like well what can i buy you know to support the business and to you know be sustainable so Mm -hmm. we have things like laundry soap we have a great multi-purpose spray wool dryer balls that are great for leaving your laundry fluffy and static free Um, We also have a signature set of soy wax candles. Um, So we have two scents right now. We have Calm, which is a lavender tea. And we also have our Happy Scent, which is a beautiful orange scent. Um, And then we also have skin and hair care products. We have uh, Eugenia Shea, which is a beautiful, beautiful, creamy, all-natural shea butter product. Uh Um, That is what I'm loving right now in these cold winter streets in New York. Yeah. Um, And then lastly, we have a gift section where we um, recently released uh, three baby gift boxes. Uh Um, So we have the All Baby, All Black gift box. We have the Brown and Brilliant gift box. And we also have the Evergreen Dreams gift box. And all of those gift boxes we curated ourselves. And each box contains um, at least one book from a Black author. Uh Um, So we thought it was really important to help build up children's libraries with Black authors and, you know, seeing books with Black faces on them.
0: Oh, I love that. Yeah, I've seen those boxes before and they're so fun. And I want to ask this and I didn't tell you I was going to ask this, but one of you mentioned it kind of at the beginning that like your shop isn't just for black parents or black kids necessarily. But I did want to ask, do you feel like I don't know, I guess when I first saw your shop, I was like, this is amazing. And then there's obviously some things where it's like, okay, my kids are totally white, so I'm not going to buy them like the all black baby onesie. Like, obviously, I'm not going to do that. But I felt like everything else in your shop, I could totally have. And like, I guess I just wanted to ask you that just to give any people who are not people of color listening like the wide open door of no yeah come you can buy your kid the bib that has all the black heroes on it because like I think my kids should have heroes of all colors and I wanted to get your affirmation on that for anybody that was wondering
1: (laughs) oh yeah absolutely you know um the products are for everyone granted you know our goal is to educate and uplift our community um but the products are are there for everyone and you know I think what makes the world beautiful is when we invest in each other's cultures and communities and learn more about each other um so yeah like you said like who doesn't want a bib with amazing (laughs) black names on it yeah like who doesn't want that um who doesn't want a book that talks about you know people of color um I think it's important for every child to have an array of different type of books with different types of people featured because that's how you kind of normalize the human experience so absolutely we welcome all to shop with us we welcome all to you know stay on the front lines with us and advocate for disenfranchised communities um because Uh it takes us all Uh so yes all are welcome come on down
2: (laughs) awesome i have nothing to add i was just saying that was that was phenomenal
0: that's great okay cool What about – do you guys have any, like, tips that you want to leave people with if they're wondering, you know, maybe this was the first time they've learned about environmental racism? And for me, at least, whenever I learn about any kind of injustice, whether it's with race or whatever – I'm like, okay, what do I do? Like, what can I do to be to like make the world a better place? That's my go-to reaction. And so do you have any tips for people on like how, no matter what their skin color is, how they can help to fight against this specific type of injustice, this specific type of racism, whether that's like a practical thing to do or questions to ask when it comes to like voting and policy or just whatever, whatever your two cents is for ways that people can help to fight against environmental racism? I think
2: one of the ways to help fight against environmental racism is awareness. Make it your responsibility, make it something that you do with your time, Uh like be intentional about learning about it, whether that's listening to this podcast, kudos to you, all of you who are listening, whether it's reading an article about it, having, a conversation having some dialogue with friends about it these are all very practical easy ways to become more aware about what environmental racism is and how who it affects and and why right and so yeah. other ways more active ways invest yeah. in those communities that are being affected whether that's supporting a business like ours evergreen baby or an organization, grassroots organization, nonprofit, for-profit organizations that are in the fight, you know, against environmental racism, whether that's donating or attending an event, something like that. So just Uh trying to get involved. So awareness, involvement. And definitely what you mentioned, I'm still learning about, you know, policy around it, but know who you're voting for and look at what their stance is on environmentalism they all have opinions about mm-hmm. it. So it's important that before mm-hmm. you cast a vote, you make an informed vote. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I would just add to that, we all have different levels of influence. Yeah. Um, and I think that we can only really push the needle forward if people who have actual influence are using that influence on behalf of people that don't have it. So of course, like Kim said, get to know the issues, get to know the people that you are voting for and what their stances are. Um, But when you find out about situations of injustice, you know, really making it your business to do something about it as much as you can. So whether that's calling elected officials, whether that's organizing a group of people to protest or to, you know, do some type of action, I think really looking at your realm of influence and what you can do um, is really a start because, you know, there's power in numbers, but things move forward through people of influence. Um, So really, you know, taking it a step further, not just kind of educating yourselves, but, you know, getting out there and doing something to the best of your abilities to help move that needle forward in terms of equity and fairness and environmental justice.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's really good. Thank you for sharing What about if you had to pick a main message that you want listeners to walk away with today, what would that message be?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I think for me, I think it's just the idea that we have to do a better job of looking out for each other. Uh Um, When you think about sustainability, and Kim said this earlier, it's really about doing the least amount of harm now so that future generations can you know, live off the land and get everything that they need from it. And I think it requires all of us to make responsible decisions. Again, we're all on a different, you know, part of the spectrum with that. But I think, you know, making decisions with others in mind, and that's not necessarily the American way. um, But I think we just really need to do a better job of looking out for each other, making better and more helpful decisions, but also standing up for, you know, people who may not look like us or live like us, but are experiencing things that just aren't okay. So yeah, you know, I think that would be my major takeaway from today.
2: Yeah. Main message I'd want listeners to walk away with today. Well, now that you've listened to a podcast about environmental racism, really sit with the information and make a step. Like, be actionable. Uh-huh. What is it that you're going to do with this information? Are you going to share the information with others that you know? Are you going to have intelligible conversations with your loved ones about it? Uh-huh. Are you going to find ways to get involved? Don't let this be the end point of environmental racism for uh-huh. you. Do more today. So it's just about more than sitting with this information what are you going to do with this information yeah so I, it's really a question yeah that's my message is what questions do you have for yourself what questions do you have about the topic and what answers could you come up with for yourself that make sense for you
0: yeah i love that you're ending with a question we'll call to action there <laughs> okay so I have a few fun wrap-up questions before I let you both go if you had to pick one what would you say is the most impactful book that you've read whether it's about racial injustice or the environment or something totally unrelated I couldn't pick this one I can't pick just one <laughs> most I will we'll wanna- go with like three.
2: <laughs> oh my god so currently I'm reading a book by ta Coates between the world and me and I'm reading it to my son. And most people would be shocked to hear that because it's such a complex book. It talks about, you know, American history and its effects on Black Americans or Black folks across the diaspora, anybody.
0: Uh-huh.
2: I read it to him because he, he loves to hear me read. Uh-huh. And why not read things that are entertaining to me, like things of interest for me? Yeah, He is super inclusive, so... It's, it's It's taken me quite a while to finish because he stops me almost at every sentence to ask a question, whether it's a definition for a word or a concept. And he's really intrigued i'm I'm that's cool. I'm so happy. I'm pleased with my son and just his level of interest on on history yeah. u s history and just you know, world history. So that's what I'm reading now, but my favorite book of all times, I would have to say is definitely uh, The Alchemist, because it's about the journey and not the destination. I've read mm. it a million times. <laughs> and i that's the book that I gift to young people uh-huh. who have a lot of questions about where they want to go in life. And
1: it's my favorite book ever.
0: Oh, that's cool. Those are good recommendations.
1: That's a good one. Yeah. Um, well, I don't get much reading in lately, but <laughs> <laughs> one book that I saw laying around the house and I was like, you know what? I want to read that again. Um, it's a book called Praying Circles Around Your Children, written by Mark Batterson, and I read it shortly after Caleb was born. And it really helped me kind of restructure the way that I think about prayer for my son. Um, so he kind of talks about developing kind of a prayer list or kind of key themes that you center your prayer life around so for instance you know i would like caleb to be a man of strong faith to be a man of integrity um you know to be kind and loving to other people so those would be some of the core themes that i center my prayers on and as he continues to grow and develop um and his gifts begin to emerge then, you know, I kind of tweak, you know, my vision board in terms of keywords for him. Um, so that's really helped me to better organize my prayer life. I think somebody like me, I'm all over the place all the time. Yeah. So it really helps me to be organized in how I pray for my son and even, you know, anybody that's on my prayer list. Yeah. Um, but it allows me to be a little bit more organized and a little bit more intentional about, you know, how I'm viewing him as a developing a developing human being, yeah. but also how I pray for him. So that's been really eye-opening and I really want to read it again just to kind of see, you know, if I pick up any other helpful tips.
0: Yeah. But
1: yeah, also one of my favorite books is The Shack. Oh, um, yeah. I just love the way that the story unfolds and I love that God is a Black woman. Uh-huh. Um, that was just amazing to me. So that's also an amazing book that I would recommend.
0: Uh huh. Did you like the movie? You know what?
1: Yes and no. Like I <laughs> like... I like having, like, a visual to go with what I've read, but I I definitely prefer the book more. Okay. The movie was okay. I think I watched it, like, a couple of years ago with my family, but the book, I definitely like more. Um, I'm able to kind of, you know, pull a little bit more from my imagination.
0: Right, right. Cool. All good recommendations. How about something? Is there anything you've listened to or watched lately, like documentary, podcast, anything like that that you would recommend? I watched Judas
2: and the Black Messiah last. That's the thing I watched. Uh It's out in theaters now and on HBO Max. Uh It's about the dismantling of the Black Panther Party. And I should say that you should be, um, you should prepare yourself before you watch it because it's intense. Okay. Like sad,
0: intense?
2: Uh, A lot
1: of things, intense. A lot of things.
2: A lot of emotions. You might get angry, sad. Okay. You might be shocked. All the things. I wanted to, like, start a revolution. Like, I'm ready. Yeah. I'm
0: ready. Well, <laughs> hey, you kind of are with your business, so you're you're already on it. Don't worry. <laughs> but I appreciate the preface, though. That's good to know.
1: Yeah. I actually listened to a podcast episode. It's called um, – the podcast is called Small Doses by Amanda Seals. Oh, okay. um, a lot of us may know her from Insecure. She's a comedian. Okay. So her podcast, she recently had um, a Black children's author on. Um, And, you know, she was talking about her book, but they had an interesting conversation just about representation in children's books. Um, And she made a really great point. Um, And she was like, you know, when you're featuring books from, you know, people from other cultures or ethnic backgrounds, to really make sure that it's not just books about historical content, but to also include stories about children of different backgrounds living their everyday life. Mm -hmm. So, you know, going to school, having friends, you know, hanging out with, you know, their parents or, you know, their loved ones, just as a way to normalize the human experience across race, gender, ability, ethnic background, Mm -hmm. race. Um, Because, you know, as, you know, Kim said earlier, we kind of curate the world for our little ones. And it's important that they know that everybody's story is worthy of being told and that everybody kind of, we all may look different, but we do different, you know, the same Mm things. We go to school, you know, we have friends, we go to the park, you know, just those simple, basic level things. So as we all, as parents or people who are in the presence of little ones, um, as we think about building up, you know, their little libraries to really just make sure that we have a great representation of different people, um, of different backgrounds, and just, you know, mm-hmm. showing them living their everyday lives. Yeah. Like, the history is absolutely important, but also showing, you know, the human side to yeah. everyone in that, though we may be different, a lot of the things are very much the same.
0: Mm, that's good. That sounds like a really interesting podcast.
1: Yeah, I mean, let's life- Right in between because you know amanda is crazy and funny yeah. um but yeah it was a really really great conversation it was really yeah. good
0: conversation. yeah no that's cool okay how about last but not least a brand or a product that you are really loving lately and it can be something you guys sell or again something totally unrelated
1: well it's the eugenia shea for me
0: yeah we carry
1: it in the shop in singles and also in like a four pack But, Mm -hmm. you know, with the constant hand washing, with it being winter in New York City, you know, it's a great little pack of power, you know, for your hands to really stay moisturized. And it comes in a cute little tin, so you can throw it in a diaper bag, you can throw it in your purse, you can throw it in a fanny pack if that's what people are wearing still these days. Um, But it's, (laughs) you know, it's a really nice formula. I think a lot of times when people think about shea butter, they think, you know, it's hard and flaky, but this is a really, really nice buttery luxurious formula and it feels really great on the skin you can use it on your hands i use it on Mm -hmm. my face on my lips you can put on your knees or your ashy elbows and you will be ashy Uh no more so that's what i'm loving right now
0: okay good to know i am
2: a person who needs to set the mood (laughs) i'm all about is it, is it feng shui, feng shui? Yeah, you...
0: yeah, I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I need my environment to be a certain way in order for me to thrive, so I'm all about scents. I love a good candle. So uh-huh. while I'll say that I love the candles we have on the site, we have uh, Calm and Happy, and Aaliyah mm-hmm. talked about them earlier. I love the this particular brand called Pontywax, and my mm-hmm. friend owns the business. So shout out to Tay-Tay. Oh, cool. But um, the candles are amazing. They're 100% soy, and they always – they just set the mood. So
0: I that's uh-huh. very important for me. Oh, I love that. I'm obsessed with candles also. And my mom recently, for Christmas, she got me a subscription to Vela Box. Have you heard of it?
1: No. No.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay. It's a great, like, add it to your wish list kind of thing. The cheapest one you can do is $10 a month, but it's a candle subscription box. So they send you a new candle every month and they're all um, clean burning and they're all from like small independent artists and like candle makers in the U S and yeah, oh, I'm wow. obsessed with it. Yeah. It's such a That's fun really gift. That's really cool. Yeah.
1: That's a really cool concept. Yeah. It's like every month you're going to leave a new candle.
0: Exactly. Yeah. It's, I love it. And they send you like a little gift, like a little chapstick or like I don't know, just a little something with each one too. So it's so fun. I love it when it comes in the mail. It makes me so happy. You. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, thanks for all your recommendations. And how can people find you if they want to buy from your shop or connect on social media? Give us all your links to everything.
1: Yeah. So we mostly hang out on Instagram, but on all of the social media platforms, you could find us. Um, it's EVR Green Baby. Um, so it's ever without the second e so evr green baby on all social media platforms and if you would like to check out our marketplace you could find us at www.evergreen.baby
0: all right awesome thanks so much well kim and alia i have had such a blast talking with you and i learned a ton and i know everybody else listening did too so thank you so much for taking the time to share i know you're both very busy ladies between being moms and working full time and running your business. So I really appreciate the time that you gave to share with us today.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much for having us. We were so excited when you extended the invite, so we're glad we can make it happen. It was really fun.
2: Thank you, Mackenzie. We had a blast. Totally.
0: Well, one thing's for certain, between the three of us, we have you set for books and candles and all the self-care products you could possibly need. I loved getting Kim and Aaliyah's recommendations on things and love browsing their shop because I totally trust their opinions on where I should be putting my money and what items I should be bringing into my home. But really, I hope that you learned a lot more than that today. I hope that you're thinking of ways you can stand up for the disadvantaged and for the future generations who are depending on us. There are so many little things we can do, one of them being supporting ethical and sustainable businesses like Evergreen Baby. I love how relatable Kim and Aaliyah made this conversation. It's not just about black lives, but it's about all of us. This is something that affects us all and that we should all care about. So like Kim asked, what are you going to do with this information now that you have it? Make sure you check out all the resources we listed for you in the show notes, especially Kim and Aaliyah's shop, Evergreen Baby, and the link to shop Paper Culture, another sustainable brand, is listed there also. Now, let me tell you, if you're still trying to figure out what you're going to do with this information, one really teeny tiny actionable item that you could do is to share the show with your community. Send it to your friends and your family and encourage them to listen. Post online that you're listening and tag me and tag Kim and Aaliyah at Evergreen Baby. Help us to spread the word on these important topics. It might seem like a small thing, but it means more to us than you know because small businesses like us rely so heavily on word of mouth. So there you have it. One small thing that only takes a couple of minutes that you can do to help spread the word. Don't forget about leaving a rating and review for the show also and subscribing subscribing is pretty important because that way you won't miss any future episodes you can unsubscribe from the show at any time and it's totally free to do but for now it's another easy step to take to make sure you're not missing out on any conversations about living more mindfully okay until next time check out kim and alia's shop and invest your dollars in a place that's doing some good in the world consider what next step you're going to take to learn about and combat environmental racism And keep seeking to get enlightened. Peace out.